When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, welcome to Elite, the podcast that goes in-depth on life in the Elite Ice Hockey League. We're into playoff week as eight teams remain and get ready for the fight for the final trophy of the season. One team is getting ready to defend that title and this weekend Cardiff Devils will begin their push to end the campaign with something to show for their efforts when they take on Coventry Blaze over two legs for a place in next weekend's final four weekend. Devils stop Belfast Giants from completing a Grand Slam to lift the title in what you would regard as unlikely circumstances, having relieved their coach Jared Scaldi three weeks before. Roddy Dupont and Neil Francis stepped in, and the rest, as they say, is history. I caught up with Neil, who is Cardiff's Director of Hockey Operations, to look back on last year's success and get his thoughts as the Devils get ready to go again. You're listening to Elite. Neil, it's really good to have you with us on Elite. Now everyone knows your association with Cardiff, and it's fair to say you've been you've been there, you've done that, you've seen it all uh, during your time at the Devils. But take me back to last season. So late on, you and Brody Brody Dupont handed the task of taking the team into the final few weeks. What was that like? Yeah, you say uh, say I've been there and seen it all, but uh, there's always stuff that hockey throws at you that that you haven't seen before, (laughs) and that was definitely the case last year. Um, you know, I think it was whatever four weeks or less to go of the season. Um, head coach has been let go, and then it was over to you know myself and certainly Brody, um, who was doing the day to day stuff, uh, you know, to get the team ready for playoffs. And um, it, w- it was manic, but it was it was a big adrenaline rush, it was a big buzz, it was exciting, and um, you know, obviously, it ended with a fairy tale ending for us as well. And I suppose it was always going to be a campaign of transition last year because Andrew Lord had gone at this point. COVID had obviously delayed things by a couple of years as well. But when you consider the players that, that you and Brody had at your disposal, you had remained competitive right up until the end. Yeah, we had. And I think people forget that is that, you know, there's always expectations of an organisation that is used to winning. Uh, you know, that that's just sport. You know, the more you win, the more you're expected to win. But in every sports club, when it's the end of an era of a manager or a coach, and, you know, I look at, say, Man United and Sir Alex Ferguson retires and then they struggle and go through a number of coaches and that transition period, you know, I, I think the, the unluckiest coach or manager is always the one that comes straight after. And, uh, you know, that that was that was certainly the case. It, it's hard to, to start afresh and, um, you know, and to get straight back into winning. There is that... that uh, that adjustment period and um you know that, that was no different than, than we've been experiencing over the last couple of seasons um you know we, we are way behind where we want to be in the league we want to be winning that every year you know there's absolutely no doubt about it and we were there 
you know, at the end of the COVID season in first place, then Andrew Lord moves on to, um, you know, to, to the USA. And a number of players leave and there's a turnover and there's the COVID season that we have to sit out a year and get back going. And, it, you know, it is a, a disruptive time. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's the case that our focus is as ever that we want to be the number one team in the country. And I would class as most people would class that as the league champs. And, you know, we're not there at the moment. So um, that's something that we need to to take care of again this summer with our recruitment and um, having another year building since the, the change of coaches um from from Andrew Lord and then um you know before that point obviously we've got a, a new season that starts on Saturday in terms of the playoffs. Well, let's take you back to last year then the playoffs last year and your quarterfinals was against Glasgow, a game I know all too well about. You decided to play the home game first. Now as seeds you usually play the home game second. So what was the thinking behind playing that home game uh, first at Ice Arena Wales? Yeah, uh, that was all to do with the travel uh, that we we knew that we would be getting a Scottish team. And the theory behind it was that if we played at home on the first leg, then we would have one travel up to the second leg where we were making Glasgow or whoever else that we might have from Scotland um, travel down to play us, travel back then to play the away game. So that was that was our thinking behind it. And that's where we were hoping to get the advantage. But uh, you know, going into that that first game, and you know, to be fair, Glasgow played a you know hell of a a, a hell of a playoff game, hell of a road game there, and um, you know, put us in a really tight spot. And I think it was a a late Cole Sanford goal in that first leg at home that made it a, a two goal game rather than a three goal game. And um, at that point, I turned on the bench to to Brody, and I said that goal gets us through. I've seen it before where you know. You, as that team that had been in that far in front, it's almost done and dusted. And then you get a kind of late, uh, late goal like that to complicate things. And it just sw- swings the momentum. And I was, I was so confident that that late Cole Sanford goal was going to be the one that, uh, that did it. And that, that turned out to be the case. So was that a message you, you said to the players when you got them back in after the game, bearing in mind you were about to travel to Glasgow for the second leg, that, that goal in your mind had made the difference. Yeah, it was. It was. It was honestly. It was like a game-winning goal. It was like everybody was so pumped up from you know what is a two-goal loss, which at home needing to travel to the away game, but everyone knowing from being, I think it was four-one down. That that's not a good situation to be in. Just getting that extra goal, it just. Uh, well, I, I think actually, yeah, it was. It became a one-goal game, didn't it? And we said mm-hmm. all we need to do now is go up to Glasgow and win a game. If we win a game, even if it's by one goal then it's tied overall and then we start a fresh game then and that was the message that you know we would always go into a game trying to win it and you know that extra goal that that Sanford pulled back meant that what we were one goal away from tying it up overall and uh and then you know if we do that and we go to overtime then that's uh that's a whole new game then but as it turns out we managed to get it done in regulation now, I've got to admit, as a Glasgow fan and someone that works for the clan, I did start dreaming of being back in the, the final four. First time we've done that since 2014. But that mm-hmm. second game in Cardiff was such a tight affair. It took you guys, I think, until about seven minutes to go to get the first goal on the board. And then yeah. the, the second goal came as well. How much was there a sense of relief, given how tight that game was, given so close it was, that you were able to get it over the, the line in the end? 
Yeah, I mean, it was massive because, um, you know, there's fine margins in, in any sport. And we knew that if Glasgow got the first one, then that kind of got that two-goal cushion again and made it very, very difficult for us to to come back. Um, it was 0-0 right, right the way up until that seven minutes to go. Uh, and then I think it might have been Justin Crandall that, that got one. And that was the one that we talked about. You know, we, we want all we want in this 60 minutes is one goal. And, you know, that puts us back in the driving seats. Momentum would be with us. And, you know, we'd be confident in overtime. Um, but uh, when we had that goal, it just kind of it threw us up another another level. It deflated Glasgow, who had been so close. Obviously, they were probably thinking about that that late goal the night before that, you know, this one goal wouldn't have been enough. And, you know, the what ifs and it just it, momentum is everything. And it just swung the momentum back, back our way. And the guys just became super confident. And uh, yeah, we, we ended up getting that uh, that late winner. And of course, you went on to Nottingham the following week. And I, I got a sense that it galvanised the team and um, getting that victory over Glasgow. But you came up against the Guildford team in the semi-final, who were a tough draw. They picked up form at the right time. They hadn't had the best of seasons by their standards, but they had picked up form at the right time. You were a couple of goals up in the first two periods. Flames started to pull things back. Uh, did you sense a bit of trouble at that point, given, again, another really close game between the two teams? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, playoffs is quite often geared around teams that haven't had the best of seasons, but then, you know, it, it sparks them into a new lease of life when you start from scratch again. And that was definitely the case for Guildford. Uh, and I thought that, I thought we were pretty poor in that semi-final. And that's not taking anything away from, from Guildford because they really took the game to us. And, you know, I, I would say we were poor. You know, perhaps I'm being a bit uh, a bit unfair on Guildford there and the fact that they didn't allow us to play well. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it definitely felt like we were the second best team in, on, on that game, um, which was, you know, you'd have thought, you'd have thought that that game in, in Glasgow would have galvanised us and would have given us the, you know, the ultimate confidence. But um, sometimes it doesn't work like that. And sometimes after a big emotional win, you are a bit flat for the next game. And, uh, yeah, we struggled in that game and it was a massive relief to, to get through that because, you know, we did look in, in a bit of trouble. But, um, you know, it's all about results. It's all about results in the playoffs and uh, and, and that's what mattered at, at the end of that game. It was Justin Crandall's power play goal that, that done it for you, the, the game against Guildford. Can you remember the emotion around the bench uh, when that goal went in and when the final buzzer went? Yeah, it, it was relief. I think it, we knew that we hadn't been at our best and we knew that uh, Guildford had probably deserved to go through. And it was just getting that that big game winner um, was just absolutely relief. And it, uh, it kept the hope alive that we could salvage something out of the season. And, you know, we were licking our lips at, at getting another chance to, to go against the Belfast Giants. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. 
Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Yep, Belfast in the final. You were standing in the way of them winning a potential Grand Slam. Um, again, not too dissimilar to, to how things have gone this season. So take me into the locker room before that final. Who did the talking in the room before the game? And can you reveal what was said? Um, yeah, it was uh, the message to our guys, because there's so much preparation that goes in from every coach in the league, you know, all, all the the preparation for games. And the bigger the game, the more preparation came in. And rather than there being, you know, loads and loads of notes about this, that and the other, um, we put around the dressing room to say, and, and, and the message was, we are prepared. We are prepared. We, we had spent the whole season, especially in the, that last four weeks under, under Brody DuPont, um, we'd, we'd spend that time, you know, really kind of tweak it and fine tuning and, and revving up for this very moment. And the message was, you know, for the players to believe that we are prepared. Everybody in the dressing room was was in a, a great place to put on the performance of the season and and get the job done. And and that was it, that kind of self belief that we were trying to instill into the players. Oh, final, you got the a couple of goals early on. Um, to, to I think really set the tone for that game, if I remember rightly. But Giants were never going to go away, were they? That they were just the kind of team relentless again as we've seen them this season. Yeah, it, it was um, it was huge that we got a big start, and we did. You know, straight away we um, we got a, a goal early, and then we doubled it, and uh, and that was again to to kind of fuel that belief that that we tried to instill in the players for them then to go out and execute and get that lead was just absolutely huge because then that that you, you just know you're in the driving seat then, uh, and then I think there was a bit of a what what I felt was a weak call on Stephen Dixon. Um, you know, he makes a check in the offensive zone behind the net and it gets called for boarding or something, which I thought was harsh. And they come back on the on the power play to make it 2-1. And, you know, yeah, you can start thinking, oh, here they go again. But um, our group had that belief and uh, it was, uh, OK, hey, that doesn't change anything. We were, look at how we're playing. We are controlling this game and let's get back to that. And we did. And, um, you know, I, I didn't think, that considering how great a side Belfast were, you know, and obviously still are, um, I didn't think there there was many points in that game where we looked in trouble. I felt we did control the majority of that game, and it was uh, it was definitely our time. That's like I remember the scoring. It was two for you guys. Belfast get two back to equalise. Cardiff get another two, four two, and Belfast get it back to four three. Still in the balance, but then in the final few minutes. Adam Keith throws everything at it, goes empty netter. So at what point could you allow yourself to start enjoying what was unfolding, the, the first empty net goal or the second one? Uh, I think it was the Trevor Cox one, whichever one that was. <laughs> that, that was. That was the first one, I think. I think it was Josh Lamb and we got the, the final one. But it was that that Trevor Cox one. Um, yeah, the whole way we just had this kind of, you know, cool and calmness about us. We, you know, we were, we were pretty ruthless that night and... Uh, yeah, it, it didn't matter what Belfast did, you know, the pushback that we got. We just we just felt that we had the control and we could go back and kept on doing that. And and Trevor Cox makes an unbelievable play. He he almost kind of blind uh, throws it where he knows the net is and you know, from below the hash marks on in his own end and he puts it straight on net and, and that was the moment that uh you know that I I felt that 
yeah, that, that's it now. I remember Stephen Dixon um, turning to the bench and kind of trying to keep everybody calm and, um, you know, it's not over yet, guys. But uh, that that's when the excitement was starting to build. And of course, a night of celebration as well. I've been among you guys when you've celebrated a trophy win. It was it was quite something. Yeah, it was. From what I can remember, <laughs> it was uh, it was an end to that mad that mad four week period, and it was just uh, you know from Todd, who had obviously made a big call um, for the betterment of the club. You know, he he felt that he could wait until the end of the season to make a change, but didn't feel that we had much of a chance going into the playoffs in, in the way things were. So took that huge gamble, you know, gambled on a on, on a guy with no experience, but had shown in the in the season when he was helping out with the coaching duties after his injuries that he had what it t- took to galvanize the players to um to t- teach them to um you know to get them all pulling in the same direction and there's that togetherness in it. It was a, it was just massive for everybody involved in the club. It just felt like a huge team effort. You know, there wasn't any one individual player, there wasn't one any one individual coach or part of the management team or the off ice team. It was just everybody really pulling in that uh, that same direction, and and that one, uh, it was a, a collective um, enjoyment that that we got to party the night away with. So now you're about to go for it again. Playoff season is upon us. You start with Coventry Blaze this weekend. Maybe a little bit, a little bit unfair to ask this question, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. How does this season's Devils team measure up to last season's team? Um, I think, I think pretty similar. Um, which is which is a disappointment to be honest. Um, we wanted, we we thought that this team would go on and, and challenge for the title and felt we could win it. And when we look at individual games and individual performances on any given night, it can. I think it I think this team can be the best team in the league, but we haven't been anywhere near as consistent as we needed to be in uh, to win the league. And you look at Belfast's um back end of the season, I mean certainly since Basquani has come back when they won what is it? 28 out of 32 games or it's that's just incredible and um it makes them worthy champions and we haven't put together the the runs of wins that you need to be champions you know we've put together kind of fours and fives but we haven't put together the tens and elevens that that belfast have done um and you know to be fair that guildford who on any other season had belfast not had this incredible run in um, Guildford would have been champions, and they would have been worthy champions as well. So, from from our point of view, it, it's a it's a big disappointment. Um, you know, the, the consistency, like I said, has killed us. There's some some key areas we felt that we're lacking in that we need to address in the summer, um, because it's not acceptable for the Cardiff Devils to finish whatever it is nine points off their first place team. That's that's not what we're about as a club. We need to be up there and you can't win it every year, but we certainly expect to be right on the shoulder if, if we don't win it. And again, this comes back to expectation and we, we briefly spoke about it before we started recording. The expectation in Cardiff now is, is much higher probably than it's ever been as well. So again, that, that maybe puts a little bit more pressure on the guys coming into the weekend. Um, Yes and no. I mean, it's the expectation is, is to win trophies here and, you know, this is the last shot of it. You know, we've, we've had with the Continental Cup, we've had uh, what was it, four, uh, three trophies that we could have won and we haven't. Um, so this is the the last chance. But 
um, to be honest, the, the group is excited. It's excited by that challenge, which is great for, from our point of view. Um, I could tell in the last couple of weeks of the season when you know we were out in a title race, they just want they, they just wished that the games that we were playing were playoff games, and uh, you know they're excited to to go at it. Um, we haven't been good against Coventry this year. Um, you know they they probably had our number more often than we've had theirs, and you know okay that that's fine. I mean that that's history. The playoffs is a is a new season, and you know we know that we've got the team in the dressing room. It can be anyone on their day, and you know that's it, it's down to the team now to uh, to forget about everything that happened in the season and just to go out and perform to our maximum potential. And if we do that, we'll be fine. Looking at the remaining teams on paper between Cardiff and Coventry, quality players throughout both lineups. So, is this probably the hardest fixture you could have caught for the, this weekend? I think, in terms of if you look back at the results during the season then either Coventry or, or Nottingham that we've struggled against. I mean, we, we had, I think, uh, two wins, four losses record against Nottingham. So, so that, you know, for, for some reason, we've struggled against them when they themselves have been struggling in the season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that would have been, uh, you know, on paper, a, a tough one as well. But, you know, we've, we've lost to Manchester at, at home and, uh, and Glasgow beat us up in Glasgow in, in that overtime one. So um, I, I think... You know, a lot of coaches will tell you that when it comes to playoffs, it doesn't really matter who you who you play. It's about you. And that's certainly the attitude that we're taking. It, you know, it, it doesn't bother us what, what's happened between us and Coventry in the season. It's about focusing on us and on our performance and going out and playing to our potential. And, uh, you know, we have the belief that we can do that. And, and if we do that, it doesn't matter if we're playing Coventry, Belfast, Manchester. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, so it, it, the focus is on us, making sure that we go out and we, we put everything on the line. So would a playoff win this year, if things were, were to go that far, would it seem much bigger than last season because it's Brody's first full season in charge, because of the fourth place finish, as you've alluded to, you've maybe not had the run you, you were after this year. Would it seem that, that bit bigger if you were to achieve it? Um, it it's always... Uh... It's always difficult when you're trying to compare wins. You know, sometimes we get asked which was my favourite trophy to win, and you know, you can think, okay, was it the first Challenge Cup under the, the Todd Calman era, or is it the first league title? Or hang on, we didn't win the playoffs for 19 years, and then we won that one, or is it winning our second or third playoff in a row? Uh, and I don't think, um, I don't think it would be any bigger, but I don't think it, it would be any less of a, an achievement. Um, you know, the, the fact is we have underachieved in the league. We're not happy about it. The only thing that we can do about it, we can't go back on time. The only thing we can do about it is win the next available trophy. And that next available trophy is is the playoff title. Um, we're four games away from that. And, you know, we know we need to to be at our best to, to be a very good Coventry side. And, you know, hopefully we do that. And then whoever we face in the semifinals, then that, that then becomes our focus. Last one for you, Neil. You've been around the game a long time as a player and obviously in your, your current role. What do you enjoy most about the playoffs from a personal point of view? What do you get out of it? Um, I think it's that uh, the fact that it is that last opportunity. I think it's also the fact that it's a clean slate for all the teams that have qualified. So, you know, whether you're Glasgow, we've had a difficult season, but credit to them that, you know, they've uh, they've managed to, to get through on the last day of the season. Uh, it's just the fact that, okay, the line is drawn. It doesn't matter any games that you've lost up to this point. You know, you're in the mix. 
So now it's down to you to to perform whether you're playing against the first seed or whether you're playing against the eighth seed. It's uh, you know it's it's a new season, it's a new opportunity to perform, and you know the very best thing about winning the playoffs is winning that last game of the season and, and that feeling stays with you the whole summer then. That's all from this episode of Elite and I want to extend my thanks to Cardiff Devils Director of Hockey Operations, Neil Francis, for joining me. Also on Elite, I chatted to Glasgow Clan Associate Coach Dyson Stevenson for his reflections on a tough campaign. Plus, you can still hear former Belfast Giants hero Colin Shields giving his thoughts in our Monday review. Subscribe and download now from your preferred podcast provider, including Spotify, Amazon and Apple, and new episodes will drop as and when they're ready. We're on social media too, so follow us on Twitter at underscore EliteIH and like Elite Podcast on Facebook. I'll be back soon for another episode of Elite. Elite Hockey, Elite Listening. Bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.